0: Welcome to Geek Salad, a podcast about two guys talking about their passion for editing geek, from the digital world to the not-so-digital world. Now here are your hosts, Randy and J.A. LaRock. what is up guys welcome to another geek salad and this is surprise surprise two weeks in a row we did it we're finally kind of getting on a more normal schedule hopefully (laughs) (laughs) uh as always i am your host for geek salad randy with me as always is jose j a la rock himself how's it going brother what's up what's up so it's a sad sad day it finally happened we all had to grow up toys r us is no more So we're doing an an, special dedication show for Geek Salad on good old Toys R Us, Uh, which I was was sad to hear the news when at first, like, hey, we're going to be closing down some of the stores. Well, part of me was like, man, that really, really sucks that their business has gone down so much that they have to close down some stores. And at the same time, I was like, ooh, this might be a good time to get some deals on some board
1: games over there, even though they didn't have a lot. Good Lord, what the heck is that? <laughs> I'll tell you those pop-up auto videos are terrible. They need to ban that.
0: <laughs> um, but it was like it was funny because at first I remember hearing like oh yeah, they were going to close some stores down and blah 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 and you could do the search to see like what stores in your area were going to close down. And I, I was honestly surprised at like how many were actually down in Florida that they were closing down. And up here there was only a couple of them. But then I remember when I saw that article where it was like, oh, there's rumors that they're going to shut all the stores down. And it was like, Ooh, that's not good. And then you had the articles where they're like, literally you have the managers coming out to the employees and be like, all right, it's done. And then like, that's it. Like, that's bad, man. Like, it's sad to see that. And like, I'll never forget as a kid, like that Toys R Us was the
1: place to go. Like you, you, that, that's where you got your stuff. I mean, I think what was interesting about Toys R Us back in the day is it it was kind of like it was the store for kids, you know, um, for people that are like really young. It's not going to make sense because everyone's ordering stuff on Amazon or something. Right. Yeah. But back in the day when you were when you were dragged to a store, they usually either had no toy section or a very small toy section. And if your parents were smart they would keep you away from that toy section. So imagine going to like a Sears or a Kmart or something, and you're just standing there as a child in the clothing section and you're going crazy because you wish you could see the toys and you can't. And then finally you would get to go over to the toy section, you're looking around, but usually it would be much smaller. I mean, the good news about that is usually they would have the toys that you would like because they have to focus just on what you would like there. But it was usually going to be one lane or maybe if it was two lanes that you'd be one for the boys and one for the girls. And that's all that you got. Toys R Us was all yours. So when you went there, it was for you. It's like here you have arrived an entire store for kids and you walked in and it was just wall to wall of everything from you know, bikes to trains to video games. It was everything. Ah, you and- stole my line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was just, it was just great. And I think that, uh unfortunately, what happened is is that over time, with more and more people moving away from brick-and-mortar stores, and honestly moving away from toys, period, there was just less and less reasons to specialize, uh you know, to go to a store like Toys R Us.
0: Yeah, I mean... Like I remember, like earliest memories, I can remember like you go to Toys R Us and it was like you had these like huge, huge sections of like all the action figures and all the like you know you had your He-Man and your Transformers, your GI Joe. Like I remember GI Joe and that was huge. Like that used to take up like two, three aisles in Toys R Us. And same thing with like Transformers and He-Man. Like it was insane. Um, but the one thing, like, I will never forget was when you went to the video game section that it was just these like pictures of the box art that, and it was like a plastic thing that you could flip up to see the back of the, of the, of the box and then flip it down to see the front of the box. And then you had the little piece of paper underneath it. And that's how you know if they had it or not. There was paper there. They had it. If there wasn't, they're sold out. And then you'd like get the paper and you're like, Ooh. And you went to the register, you paid for it. And then you went to like the cage. It was just like little hole that you had that one dude that was working. And you kind of like walk up and you give you a little ticket and they went into the back, the mysterious back. And then all of a sudden, boom, here's your game. And I will never forget like one of my fondest memories of Toys R Us is I remember, I don't even remember why I ended up getting it, but I remember my mom, uh, like we had gotten the the Nintendo for Christmas and it might've been for my birthday. As a matter of fact, I think about it. Like we went and she's like, all right, you get to pick out a game. I'll get you a game. And like, I remember going through and I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I had all this choice and of all the games I ended up picking the game that I came across and bought was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One of, like, the most notorious, horrible games, but I didn't care. Like, I remember playing that game, and I liked it. Like, I, as hard as that game was, I still liked the damn game. And I'll never forget that. Like, holy crap, like, going through that experience of, like, going, picking out the game, getting the little paper. She went and paid for it and all that and doing it. And I, I just, like, looking at some of the old school Toys R Us commercials where like they talk about how difficult it was to get a Nintendo when Nintendo was out and like oh Toys R Us is like the Nintendo headquarters and da-da-da. and they had like this huge section and it's just insane like looking at how this all was in this one store that was literally just for kids and oh god it was just it was it was always so much fun to go there cuz you would find anything there anything
1: there And I just want to quickly look at some of the pros before going to the cons, because there was some of both. And like you said, one of the pros was that they had everything. So you have to think that nowadays when you're shopping for a kid, it can be difficult. Um, But and it was back then, too, because there's a lot of toys. But what was interesting is that if you're talking about going from the let's say from the 80s, 90s. Uh, that time when you had G.I. Joe's, Transformers, and you had everything in between, even like He-Man, things like that, up to like dinos, dinosaurs, all that, that craze, Nerf. When you went to other stores or when you went to stores that had just a toy section, like I said, they might have one or two of those things. So if you like G.I. Joe's, sir, you might go there and they might have a couple of the prime G.I. Joe's. But if you were a collector and you were Mm -hmm. looking for like I remember at one point I had like most of the main ones, but I wanted uh, I think it was Red Alert. It was one of the um, uh, medics. It was like uh, he wore like the red and white uniform and he had like all these medical equipment and you couldn't find him at any of the other stores because they always had like Flint and Scarlet, Lady J and those people. But when you went to G.I. Joe, I mean, when you went to uh, Toys R Us, they had a big G.I. Joe section with all these G.I. Joes that weren't that popular. Same thing with Transformers. Same thing with, like, a Nerf gun. You would go there, and they had all the smaller ones and the gigantic Nerf guns that you would never see in, like, a Sears or any of these other places. So that's the thing. You could find all these things at Toys R Us that you just would not find anywhere else. Yeah, I remember, like,
0: the, the... Speaking of like to that, I remember that at Toys R Us was the only place I could remember that you could get for G.I. Joe, the big G.I. Joe base that they had. Even the freaking that ginormous freaking aircraft carrier that nobody bought because that thing was just like huge and it cost an insane amount of money. But I remember they had all that. I remember that they had... For like He-Man, they used to have the Castle Grayskull and, and Snake Mountain and stuff. Like they had things that, like you said, you wouldn't find it in other places because they just didn't have the shelf space for it. Whereas Storys was like, what? You want to take up a quarter of an hour showing a display? Like, sure, let's put it out there. Like it was it was sad to see, though, that like just to hear on the decline and the decline and the decline. And it was and like you said, like it's it's easy to see why and like in this day and age where everything is so digital nowadays anyways i mean you look at it now even a lot of brick and mortar stores that are sitting around now like they have a hard time because it's like i I look at the example of look at circuit city circuit city was brick and mortar that did great and then all of a sudden you down to the ground why best buy put them out of practice Because Best Buy had the same stuff that they had, but cheaper. The moment that Circuit City closed up shop, Best Buy raised their prices up to what Circuit City had. And they were like, yep, you got to come to us now. But then what's ended up happening? All this time that's gone by is people still doing the same thing that they did back then to Circuit City and Best Buy. Which is, hey, I want to buy this camera. Hey, it's got a great price on Amazon but I want to see what it looks like in my hand. Well, let me go over to the best buy and hold on to one, feel it and see if I like it. And if I like it, I go home and order. And that's what people are doing.
1: And I think that's the key. One of those little things that it's like, it's the divide because at, at my job you have older people and then you have younger people. And what's interesting is when you talk to old people and they say, you know what? I really need to feel a television and I need to see it, you know, before I buy it. And I'm like, I don't feel that way. And people younger than me really don't feel that way. They're like, I well, I, I looked it up online and it says it's good. And I've seen pictures and I've seen a video. It's fine. So they order it and they're good with that. And it's like, okay. So they just go ahead and they, and they order it. And I think you mix that with the fact that people hate going to pick up things anymore. Like mm-hmm. I remember other stores would say, Oh well if you want us to bring it to your home it's only 59. It used to be like crazy amounts of money no. just for them to take it from the store to your house. Now you have Prime and you have other deals. Not only will they bring it to your house, but they'll sometimes they have deals on installing it. I had my uh treadmill installed on special for 50 bucks. Most places are like 100 200 bucks to hmm. install things. So that alone is is such a deal, but A few of the cons, and there were some cons that I saw even back in the day with Toys R Us. And one of them was KB Toy Stores, which, of course, went out before Toys R Us. But what was interesting about KB is KB was in the malls. So when malls was blowing up, Toys R Us sometimes was attached to malls, but sometimes they were alone. But KB's was right there in the mall. So when you had the big malls blowing up in the 90s, it was right there. So all the kids were in the mall, the parents were in the mall and you'd walk by and it was right there. And they specialized in just having everything that was hot right there. But one of the really interesting things that they would do is if something was going out of style, they would just like almost like toss it into like this back section (laughs) of the store and throw red tags on it and make it insanely cheap. Like I remember getting um, the virtual boy, Uh, for like something like $24. And I don't know if they either didn't realize that it shouldn't be that cheap or they just didn't care, but they did that. And they did the same thing with GI Joe's. There'd be some GI Joe's that were like not popular anymore. And they'd put a sticker on it, 99 cents. And that's something you did not see at Toys R Us. You'd go to Toys Mm -hmm. R Us and they didn't have sales like that. Every once in a while, they might have a bin with something, but most of the time they didn't. And as awesome as it was that Toys R Us had a large selection of Nintendo games, almost 90% of the time they were retail price. So if, it, if a game came out and it wasn't sold out, it was almost always better to go somewhere else because you'd get it on sale. KB Toys, let's say you wanted to get the new Double Dragon, it would be maybe like $39.99 or $45, $45.99 at KB. If you went to Toys R Us, it'd be $54.99. Because you know you'd get it there, but it would be retail price. Retail, retail, retail. Almost no sales. Hmm. The only time there'd be a sale is when Toys R Us decided to have a Toys R Us sale, and it would pick its own selected items and then put it on sale. And I think that that had to do with management, where management just said, oh, we're going to decide what's on sale when, where these other stores had more flexibility. And finally, like you said, in the end, it got to the point where kids just played with you know, with smartphones. I mean, back in the day, I remember growing up and even as I got older, if you went to a restaurant or you went anywhere where you kind of needed a kid to be, you know, placated, to be distracted for a while, there'd be various things you'd give a kid. You know, you might give him a, a dinosaur, a G.I. Joe, a transformer or a He-Man, whatever. Nowadays, it's almost always the same thing, a phone or a tablet. Yep. So the thing is, is that if every time you need to distract your kid or give your kid something to play with, it's one or two electronic toys that you probably, it's an old one you have. Cause it's not even like you have to necessarily, it's not even like you're buying a leap pad. It's just probably your old iPad. You just give it to your kid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a huge market share that's now gone. How many kids are really saying to themselves, I want Toy X? Like, I could name some toys, but could you even name five popular toys? Unless no. saying like just stuff that you could guess off of movies. Like you could say Star Wars, but I mean, Star Wars has been around forever. Yeah. But what popular toys. And then Saturday morning cartoons. There's not really Saturday morning cartoons and even stuff on cartoon uh-huh. network.
0: There is no more Saturday morning. What, yeah. Where's It'll the marketing?
1: Lie. Like every yeah. day when you would turn on the TV as a kid, it was he man. And then you go to yep. the store and buy he man GI Joe. You go, which what's really like
0: crazy about, That, when you sit there and you look at, is way back in the 80s, just how the laws for TV and all that were. So the thing that I laugh at is way back when, there were laws in place that they said, like, you cannot, during X hours of the day, market and put stuff for kids because these, all these companies knew. They were like, yeah, if we put an ad for a toy, the kid's going to go crazy. They're going to, you know, especially if we make it seem like it's the best thing in the world. And it got to a point where they realized, like, a lot of these toy manufacturers realized, like, well, wait a minute. If we make a TV show for the toy, we can technically sell the toy. We don't have to put ads up. And then, of course, the government at that time was like, yeah, that's cool. You guys can do that. And then they didn't realize, like, literally that TV show was a half-hour ad for the toy. And they talk about how, like, they did this with G.I. Joe. They did this with Transformers. They did this with He-Man. Like, they would sit there and be like, we got to come up with a new character. They come up with a new character. And, pfft, he's on the show this week. And guess what? You could literally go out to the toy store and buy that same character that same week. Um, and I laugh because one of the, um, if you watch on Netflix, I think it was the, uh, the documentary series, The Toys That Made Us, I think is the name of it. They go into like a couple of big ones like Barbie, GI Joe, He-Man. And they talked about how He-Man, one of the things that was hilarious is way back in the day, if you remember, there was a character on the show called Stinkor. And it was essentially like this, it almost looked like this guy that was like a skunk. And the thing about it is, is when they made the toy, they actually made it where the toy actually did smell bad. <laughs> and they like they were talking to the guys that like worked in the in, you know, with uh, whoever it was, I think it was like Mattel or whoever it was that owned the rights to he man. They were like, yo, the smell was so bad from the factory that would make the Stinkor toys that they're like, yo, you had Employees that would fucking leave and vomit, and fucking would just like they would hate it because they like work all day long in this in this toy factory, and just their whole like body would smell like the damn toy. (laughs) And I yeah, and they said like it was so funny because they said that it was so bad. Like the 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 people that lived like even not close, like further away from the factory, would complain at the smell of this toy. And I was like, geez, man, that's crazy." When you think about that,
1: like, that's dedication to character, yeah, right that's there. That's dedication
0: to character, right there. But it's 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 definitely like when I saw that, like it's it's definitely a sad, sad day when it's when you realize, like, damn, there's not gonna be like a place like this for kids. And just to drive by and see, you know, know that real soon you're gonna drive by and see these like old shells of like empty Toys R Us just sitting there.
1: I'm surprised that there's so many stores that are still there. Like, like, I mean, you keep hearing about how Sears and stuff like that are going out of business. I'm like, I'm surprised that they're still there. i wondering what's next,
0: you know? Well, oh, dude, it's like the, the mall that's like uh, that I used to work at, man, they had a Sears there. And like you go in there and there's like all of like five people in the store. And it's like, geez, like, Holy mackerel. Like there was a, uh, what was it? We used to go to this other mall. There was a JC Penny that they had there. And every time we used to go to that JC Penny, it was like you'd see a couple of employees here and there, and then like four or five people. And you're talking a two story mall, JC Maybe 10, 12 people in this JC Penny. And it was like, geez. And sure enough, like we came back a couple months later and they closed it up. And I'm like, well, there's no like no surprise there that they closed that up. It's like nobody was ever in it, you know. But it's a it's a sad, sad day, man. Um, but I, we will miss you. We will miss you. But on a positive note, <laughs> it looks like decking worked. Um. So, as of last episode, after we filmed it, uh, that I did the review for Scythe Um, I let you know. Hey, let me know as soon as the video goes up. And my intentions with that was, as I said, hey, since we had that, I was going to copy the link to our Charter Stone review, as well as a link. To the scythe review, and I was going to tweet it out to Stonemeyer Games and Jamie Stegmeyer, who are company that releases the game and the designer of both Charterstone and uh, Scythe. And it was funny because I sat there and put, you know, hey, at Stonemeyer Games, at Jamie Stegmeyer, hope you enjoy the videos below. It'd be great to be able to interview you one day or someday. Not only did they like and they retweeted it, but he actually replied and say, hey, sure, feel free to reach out, for me to, uh, reach out to me and we'll get something going. So hopefully soon I have to email him. It's on my little to do list of like a bazillion things that I have to do. Uh, I'm going to see if I can email him at some point this week and try and get him. So we'll have our first ever guest appearance on the show, which would be really nice. And it'll be funny because if we can get both you and me and him together, I think it'll be hilarious because you're going to be just sitting there like, I, I, I don't know what to ask you.
1: <laughs> I'm going to ask all those in-between questions. Like I'm going to be like, so what's your favorite fruit? And then you're yeah. going to be in. So when you were designing the cards for here, and then you, you put the artwork, and I'm going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Which
0: is, which is really funny because I remember watching oh, some documentary on on video game design. And a lot of people sat there and uh, I remember seeing it where one of the guys that was like this, this like old school designer, he said, you know, the thing of it nowadays is, is that if you want to be a great video game designer, design a board game first. And he was like, if you can design a great board game, you can design a very great video game. just because of how much more tactile feel and everything there is to the board game. And you have to balance things out just right. And he's like, if you can do that really well, then yeah, you're not going to have a problem making video games. So, but it'll be cool to get him on and just pick his brain and, and uh, a crush on some questions and stuff. It'll be amazing to do this. So we'll, we'll, it's in the works as we speak.
1: Our little show is growing up. I'm it's so proud. High.
0: We start so uh, you know we started small. We're getting bigger.
1: <laughs> started at the ground. Now we're here. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man, but yeah, dude, it's it's a sad, sad day. But hey, we gotta keep moving forward. You know, we have to find our our toys online now, I guess. Yeah, or digitally, <laughs> as it were. Um, but as always, guys, we appreciate you guys coming to see us, commenting, liking our videos. We actually actually got a comment on our last video, which was nice. <sighs> Uh, we're getting we're moving up baby uh but we appreciate everything that you guys uh do we love doing this for you guys as always guys stay hungry keep playing those games we'll see you very very soon on the next geek salad until then peace
1: peace hey guys listen you like the games you like the interviews you like the shows how about you click on that subscribe button and also give us a like we really need your help here huh